if you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. We'd like to welcome back Jen Marsden Hamilton today, show jumping specialist. And if you haven't heard of Jen before, please go back and listen to some of her previous um, podcasts, starting with probably number 757. But if you go to horsechats.com and um, listen to 757, that'll tell you all the others that Jen is on as well. But before we get started with Jen, who we're going to talk about rushing before the jump, rushing after the jump. And also running out right and left. And we're going to bring in her show jumping expertise to do that. Before we do that, I'd just like to remind you that Ozentech or Ozentech Academy or International Horse College was born out of the need to improve safety in the horse industry while considering the welfare of horses. So if you're a horse person who holds these values and like to gain government accredited qualifications within the horse industry, then have a look at the wide variety of flexible course options on internationalhorsecollege.com. Now, Jen, how have you been anyway? We haven't chatted for a little while. Well, we're pretty good here in Canada and Happy New Year. <laughs> to you too, to you too. All right, now, rushing before the jump. So I'm sure you've got lots of horses that you teach, you know, that they're cantering around, going lovely, and you think, wow, that horse is going really well. They get lined up with a jump, they prick their ears up and they just go fast. First of all, what brings it on? Why would a horse do that? And then second of all, what can we do to just get the horse to relax a little bit more or to get them so they're not rushing the jumps? Well, I think there are many situations that cause uh, horses to rush, to suddenly accelerate. And I think the first one is confusion. Second one is fear, and the third third one is just bad rider horse communication. Then I think there's problems of unsoundness can cause it, but all of this develops habits. And once a horse has the habit of rushing, which is really rider created, it's very difficult to get out of. Mm -hmm. So to go to the confusion thing. Think about it when you're first starting to jump horses and there might be a log out there and you just kind of trot down over it and the horse kind of slows down and looks at it and sometimes they stop, but sometimes they just kind of smell it out and then they hop over it. I like horses that slow down to look at things, but what happens too often, inexperienced riders feel the horse slowing down and they think, oh, it's not going to jump. It's not going to jump. And they either start beating on it or they use too much leg or they start yelling at it and they cause confusion. Horses don't naturally suddenly bolt at a barrier in front of them. They've been taught to do this quite often. So I think confusion created by the rider because the rider isn't letting the horse process it. I think another thing is fear, and the fear comes from confusion. The horse, the rider, putting them into a situation where 
the horse doesn't understand the rider's aids or it's been beaten too much at going to horses, going to the jumps and things. And the third thing, and we're going to be talking about all of these things, but the third major thing is just bad rider-horse communication. And that goes down to the horse understanding the rider's aids, that the rider has very clear and concise aids, and the horse has been trained to respect these aids over time. This is all done through flat work. They're, the horse has to learn to understand the importance of the rider's leg and then the rider's hand that is directing the horse. If the horse doesn't understand these aids, again, you go back up to confusion. And a confused horse is not good. Now, as I said, when you first start jumping horses, I mean, you want to do it at a slow pace. So just kind of started at the trot, let them jog down to something, let them suss it out, and let them just pop over it. I like doing it at, from a trot because there's no distance to look for from a trot. The horse just kind of pops over it. But I think people have a tendency to just start cantering at them, and then the rider gives miscues. The horse, what happens, the horse is cantering to the jump. The horse is slowing down to assess this situation. Rider panics, says, ah, oh, it's going to stop. It's going to stop. They put too much leg on. And you have, you're now creating a horse that's going to be a rusher in the future. And you're creating fear. So it all goes down to rider-horse communication, understanding the rider has to educate the horse to the aids. The horse has to be comfortable at what it's seeing in front of it and not be intimidated and overfaced. It's a very slow process. Once the horse will quietly go down to simple jumps, just individual jumps and things, and the rider is just allowing things to happen, things are better. Now, going back again to horses rushing, most of the, I think at least 90% of the time, it's rider created. And it's because the riders, through their flat work, are not establishing a true canner. The horse has to learn, or the rider, first of all, has to create the canner with the horse and then learn to maintain it, allow the horse to canner on the same rhythm, keeping a rhythm. It's the riders who keep changing the rhythm, again, causes confusion. So, best thing to do is ride control. You know, there's a book <laughs> written on this, a very famous book, actually. I was just going to say, I know there's a book about stride control, yes. <laughs> so I just think horses have to be taught three different canners to get around lower-level courses. They need a middle canner, and then they have to be able to open the stride, lengthen it, or close the stride, shorten it mm -hmm. on demand. 
Mm-hmm. It, this, again, is done through flat work. Increase and decrease of stride and through downward and upward transitions. So you're teaching the horse to listen. Once we get the horse listening, now the rider has even more responsibility when jumping because the rider is to set the pace. And with us in show jumping, we set the pace around on the short side and carry it through the turn to the jump. How do we know what pace to have? It's based on our knowledge of what's coming up, the type of jumps, the actual distance between the jumps, whether it's long or short or just lovely. The rider sets the pace and you keep it going to the first jump. Now, what happens quite often is riders try and justify their existence by changing the canner just in front of the fence. You know, three strides out. Oh, I need more leg. We have to get going. We're causing confusion again. One of the hardest things to do for a rider is to set pace, keep the pace, and let the jump come to them. Riders like to justify their existence too much, and it causes confusion. Yep, yep. Okay, look, I think you've um, explained quite well there. Sometimes you hear someone and they say, oh, my horse loves jumping because as soon as he sees a jump, he gets fast and he just wants to jump it. So you're obviously saying that that's an incorrect statement. Oh, it, if you see an ad and it some and the ad says horse loves to jump, yep. I immediately think it's a rusher. <laughs> it's a rusher. Yep, yep. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Now, the exercises for this, you've touched on them a bit. Is there anything else you'd like to say about exercises to stop horses rushing into jumps or can we go on to Horses that rush away from the jump, you know, they might come in, trot in, lovely, prick their ears up, jump the jump, and then rush away from the jump. What's that caused by? Well, I think we should do the, continue on in front of the jump. Okay, cool. A little bit more. Yep, yep. Um, I think, first of all, horses have to be taught to keep a rhythm cantering, and the best way to do that is with poles. Poles is non-threatening to horse and rider. So if you put a 60-foot-up line, just get the horse to canter down in five lovely straight, even balanced strides. And you just do that over and over again. And you could set up a whole course of just poles, side, diagonal, side, diagonal. The poles are all at 60 feet, and the horse is to canter it in 
five strides, five lovely straight, even balanced strides. And those five strides are to be kept around the turn. You set the pace on the first poles. You try and maintain it around the first turn. And then you test yourself in the next set of poles. Did the rider and horse maintain the rhythm? Then you have a turn. You fix things up. You test, you know, the horse's stride in the next set of poles so that you're going around and actually allowing the horse to get a little bit of adrenaline up because horses do get faster as they go around or they will if they're not regulated. So what we want to do is get the horse's adrenaline up and then the rider has to learn to control it. Once it's learned to be controlled and maintained, the habit for the horse is being established. Maintain pace. But if the rider allows it to get faster and faster, and the, the count of the poles will tell you if it is getting faster. If the rider's always doing that, you're teaching the horse to start rushing because the habit is to keep increasing. What we're trying to do is form good habits with the horse, a good memory, and good technique with the rider. All of the flat work that's done practicing transitions and things teaches the horse to, well, when the rider feels it getting stronger, rider uses proper aids, horse responds, horse and rider learn to maintain rhythm. It's the maintaining of the rhythm. One of the hardest things to do is not change the ride, maintaining the ride. That doesn't mean you're doing nothing. In actual fact, a rider that can maintain a rhythm is doing a lot, but it's invisible. And that's what we want. So once the horse can do it over poles, then the jumps can be introduced. But again, low jumps, same course, side diagonal, side diagonal, and just cantering it. And if I was doing it at jumps and they were low, I would still want the five strides. A 60-foot line is really a four-stride line, but when the jumps are up. But we're trying to teach the horse to slow down and maintain rhythm, so we're doing it in the five strides. The five strides is the quiet ride. We can always fire horses up. It's very difficult to quiet them down. So we're trying, going for the quieter ride to make it a habit. Also, to um, horses that have a tendency to rush, you can put them in gymnastics. And if they are a rusher, I would put poles in between the jumps, placing poles, again, to help this horse slow down. We're always trying to get the horse to slow down at the base of the jump, not rush at it. They've got to slow down so they can walk back and then actually jump. A horse that rushes, doesn't rock back, it jumps off its front end, and it's looking to knock them down or somersault or something. We don't want them rushing. Mm -hmm. Very bad. Mm -hmm. Yep, good. Now, so horses that run away from jumps. Mm -hmm. They come in, and when they come in, it's like they're two different horses. One horse to come in and a different horse to go away. Okay, well, first of all, you have to know that horses – 
have a tendency to either pick up pace in the air or lose it. Just That's just a fact of life. Horses that lose it in the air, you have to ride them away. You can think of some of those ponies. You have to ride them away. They've lost their forward motion in the air. But horses who pick it up in the air have to learn to be settled on landing. My experience teaching is that horses that run away, again, it's confusion and fear. Confusion will often come from the rider having too much leg actually over the jump. And they've got too much leg on because they're out of balance. And so they're cramping the leg on. Horse doesn't realize what rider's trying to stay on. They think it means go forward. So they're doing exactly what they're told to do. This, and this, if this is done on a regular basis, well, you've now trained the habit of run away from the jump. The other thing, fear can happen. And these, these are very sensitive horses that are very careful. If they hit it or there's a loud noise or something, it scares them. They run away from it. So basically, horses that run away from jumps, the rider has to really make sure that their position is secure. Because if they're wobbling around on top of the horse, they're scaring the horse. Also, you know, some poles are really noisy. You know, these poles that are um, those plastic poles, if they don't have something in them, you know, they're hollow. Yep. They can really make a noise, and that scares them. So make it so there aren't noisy poles. I mean, I found when I first went to New Zealand, they had all these metal standards, and it was so noisy in the schooling area. I was scared. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that's part of it. (laughs) I mean, if I were a horse, I'd be very spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Very spooky. And, okay, transitions for horses that run away from jumps. Again, in poles, you can place a pole that's a two-stride distance away from the jump, eh, probably about 33 feet, um, and just telling the horse, controlling it on landing, you know, to put the two strides in. Again, this has to be an established rider that's doing this, not someone who's flopping around. You can do canterway and do downward transition to a trot or and then eventually to a halt, this type of thing. So the horse learns the habit that away from the jump, running away isn't the point because they're going to have to be stopped, slowed down with the transition. Same thing can happen with um, horses that rush as long as they have a good rider on them. If the horse starts to rush the last three strides, the rider halts them. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be a good rider to do that before the jump, you know, so it doesn't get, that's the horse that's running to it. And then the horse that's running away from it, again, they can be, at least do a downward transition to a trot, and then eventually you can do halts. Mm-hmm. But mm, to do the halt, it takes an experienced rider. And I think that's something that people have got to remember if they're doing these exercises. It's great to listen to podcasts and 
and and think of exercises, you know. I mean, you write them down and you think, oh, I haven't tried that for a while. Yep, I'll do that. But some of them, when you say this takes an experienced rider, if no one's ever seen it done or done it in a lesson, it's not the time to listen to a podcast and then go away and um, try it. They should at least say to their instructor, this is what Jen has suggested on a podcast. Can you listen to the podcast before the lesson? Can we try this? Uh, I think that's very important. Yep. Yep. All right. Anything else about running away after the jump before I go on to the next question? I think we just really have to establish that we train horses through repetition. Mm -hmm. Correct repetition forms good habits. Incorrect, erratic, and inconsistent training causes confusion and fear and bad performance. It's that simple. I'm just writing that down. That was a good saying. Correct repetition causes good habits. You know, some simple words, but um, something, certainly something to think about and to repeat. Jen, the last one that I wanted to talk to you about was second last, really. The, a horse who runs out, you know, running out to the right, running out to the left, they're the last two. Are horses more likely to run out to the right or run out to the left in your experience? Or is it about equal? Um, actually, I think when you mention it, I think they go out and run out to the right more. But I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's even a valid thing to think about. Mm-hmm. I think it's horses that run out. First of all, it's again bad communication on the rider. We're supposed to jump the middle of the jump, and if you allow the horse to go off to the side, or you your bad steering is more to the right. Well, you're encouraging the horse off the correct track. And you're opening the door for the horse to go, hey, there's a standard in my face. I think I'll go around it. Aim for the center. If I don't know about in Australia, but I think it's true. In our jumper classes, a lot of our poles are striped. Mm. And there is a main section color right in the center of it. Aim at that center color, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Um, okay, bad steering causes runouts. What causes bad steering? Bad flat work, that the rider is just hauling the horse around with the turn with their inside rein, and they're not straightening the horse. So the main thing, again, it's aids, come out of the turn, straighten with your outside rein. Use your legs around the turn. So it's practicing steering mechanism and the discipline to aim at the center. So we're going to be more exact in our turning and and the track. You want the track. Now, on the horse's part, unsoundness causes runouts more than anything with the horses. So if a horse is continually running out, well, I definitely have veterans look at it, but I'd also look at the past performance of who has been riding the horse and have they allowed it to drift and then bulge going into turns. And again, it's just discipline of balance, rhythm, straightness. But think of ponies. There are a lot of nice ponies out there that just kind of do drive-bys on jumps. 
They, they've certainly got kids. personalities, yes. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. and it's just in and they do a drive-by. And, well, they're ponies, and so they take advantage of little kids. Yep. And that's when someone bigger has to get on and remind the pony that their job is to jump the jump and not go just do drive-bys. Now, just to tell a story, our daughter had the most wonderful pony. And I used to say that the pony trained her more than I trained her <laughs> daughter. In that if Megan didn't ask correctly for a lead at home, pony would go on the wrong lead and would say, smarten up, kid. But at a horse show, it never went on the wrong lead. It knew the difference. Same thing when it jumped. If Megan was in la-la land and not really steering, the pony might do a very soft drive-by. She never ducked out hard, but she would just kind of go by. And again, it was smarten up, kid. The pony never did it at a horse show. Mm-hmm. Pony knew. Pony was training the kid. And I do believe that there are horses and ponies out there that do that. But I think they're the special ones. Yes, yes. I also think that riders get very slack about their trot in and away from jumps. And this is so incredibly dangerous Um, here in North America. And we have big wing standards. And if you hit a standard, you could break your foot smash your knee or smash your face. And so I think instructors have to be definite and drill it into people. Stay in the center. Stay in the center. And I don't think it's stressed enough. You got over the jump. That was fine. In the center. No question about it. One route, the center. Okay. Yep, writing that down. All right. Um, And again, Jen, you know, like sometimes I ask people a lot more questions, but you give so much information, you know, you're so good with it. So, you know, we focused on three main things here and that's rushing before the jump, running away after the jump and then running out right and left. And um, you've just given us so much information. You know, you've talked about what they're caused by, how to correct them, talked about just some exercises, you know, the 60 foot five strides in canter, the the repetition, the side diagonal, you know, the gymnastics, the the pole two strides away. These are some of the exercises that I've written down. And, and um, you know, I mean, I just love talking to you and I'm sure that our listeners love listening to these exercises. And remember, if it's something that's way out of what you've been doing in your lessons, talk to your own instructor about some of these exercises. And I think, yep, just repetition. And that one again where you've said, Correct repetition causes good habits, something to remember, something to go away and go, right, I want to develop good habits, not just my horse, but myself. And also instructors, you know, be a little bit aware, be a bit persistent and getting over a jump is not good enough. You know, there's always something to improve and maybe the rider is riding on that centre colour and, and, um, you know, being very accurate with their track, but keep thinking, this person is paying me to teach them. I want to keep improving them. It's not just good, excellent, great, fantastic, but what can we do to continually improve this student and this horse? I think um, 
certainly you've given us lots of information there that we can go away and think about and look forward to chatting with you again, Jen. Can I just say one more thing? That I think the riders need to take the responsibility for the ride by setting the appropriate pace, maintaining it, and maintaining direction. You've got to do that. And instructors have got to remember we have to keep it, the horse and the rider safe. Must do that. Yep. All right. Now, remember the book Stride Control. If you'd like to get a copy of that, we've got a link there that goes from horsechats.com directly through to where you can buy it. But I think even if you just Google Jen Hamilton, Jen Marsden Hamilton Stride Control, Show Jumping, you'll find it. Really good book and uh, certainly recommend that you buy it. All right, Jen, we will chat to you again soon and, um, yep, developing more good habits. So we've just got to keep thinking. Correct repetition causes good habits. Thanks a lot and chat to you later. Thank you very much. And everyone, train to be stars. I know. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 